Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of D. Gerv and Big Mo. I'm Ricky Hampton coming to you and uh, along with former NBA players Derek Durbin and Paul Mokeski. We're coming to you tonight on the Believe uh, Sports Network, which means you can catch this show on your favorite podcast, Apple, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, you name it. You'll find D. Gerb and Big Mo right there. So you can take us with you wherever you may be. Uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, what's going on, guys? It's good to see you tonight. It's getting cold here in Las Vegas, Ricky. It's like 65 today. What the? What um, am I going to do? I don't yeah, know. What you... I had to put a long sleeve shirt on. What, what's going on? Uh, all, all good here today. Nice, nice 90 day, 90 degree day. So all is well. <laughs> you, you poor guys, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I. Uh, I definitely want to give a shout out to my great friend, uh, Coach Dave Ginsburg, former assistant coach at Central Michigan University here in the Michigan area, great high school coach that uh, was just inducted into the uh, the Jewish Sports, the Michigan Jewish Sports Hall of Fame uh, this evening uh, for his illustrious career uh, teaching young men and women the uh, game of basketball. I had a chance to go down there and uh, support Coach Gins, uh, just a tremendous uh, leader on and off the court. Congratulations to you, old Coach Ginsburg, on that. Hey, Ricky, did you did you thank him? Did you thank him for me? Oh yeah, and Paul, I was talking to Coach Ginsburg tonight before the uh, Hall of Fame uh, induction, and he was telling me uh, some stories about his days at uh, Central Michigan University, and he was uh, on a recruiting uh, scouting <laughs> mission, and he ran across a young uh, forward at King High School <laughs> by the name of Derek Gervin, <laughs> who was just lighting the gym up, uh, playing rival Highland Park, and I, I think he said he had 38 points or something like that, Derek. Well, I can tell you what game he came to. It actually wasn't Highland Park um, because I, I asked you earlier, did he tell you the whole story? So it wasn't. It actually was against Romulus. Uh, Terry Mills was a young teenager at the time. Teenager. And Terry Mills was sitting in the stands. It was at uh, Romulus High School, and I actually beat them with a shot uh, half court. And I believe the score, if I can remember correctly, 70 to 68. Uh, and my shot at the half court gave us uh, my 38th point and gave us the victory. Wow. Wow. I said, well, did you try to recruit Derek? Derek? He said, man, that, that guy's last name, Gervin. He wasn't going to Central Michigan. Nah, Central Michigan wasn't on. It's not a bad school, but they weren't on my radar at yeah, all. Well, he was smart enough. He said, I wasn't going to waste my time. Uh, yeah. People need to realize, too, that was 38 points in 40 minutes, not 
Forty eight yeah. minutes. No, high school. No, no, football, it's uh, thirty two minutes. Yeah, thirty two minutes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And did you have a three pointer? Was the three pointer? No, had? we didn't have three pointers, and uh, those were just two pointers. And the, the most impressive thing is I had a really good team. We were one of the best teams in the state, and uh, so was Romulus at the time, uh, rated very high. But I just had a bunch of guys. Uh, even today, I, I have to be honest, one of the best uh, teams in Michigan, I thought, uh, overall, as far as from top to bottom. And I just had a bunch of guys that uh, we all played together. And I wasn't the only one scoring, but I got the more, you know, the most of the scoring load. But uh, we were one of the best teams in Michigan. Well, he, he, he said that you just had a knack for putting the ball in the basket, uh, even, even back then at that age. I, I was runs in the family with the well, they, they talk about the difference. I like to rebound now in high school. George rebounded, George averaged 20 uh, rebounds in high school. I averaged about 15, 16, but you know, I was an offensive rebounder and I was the same way when I went to college. Uh, my thing was I like to crash those boards, and so it's not just scoring, it's um, I wanted to be an all around player. Hey, guys, when you when you were in high school, it wasn't a three-pointer, Mo. When you and I were in high school, it wasn't a three-pointer. And, and I know, especially, Mo, you being a seven-footer, how far away did you practice shooting the ball? Well, when I was in high school, you couldn't even dunk the ball in the game. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, when I was, like, practicing, or especially around my house, I, I shoot 18-footers, but – you know, in practice, practice or in a game, I was talking to somebody the other day, like uh, I wasn't allowed to shoot, you know, outside 16 feet, probably, you know, I was jump hooks and I was, I would swing a hook and drop steps and offensive rebounds and, uh, you know, little uh, shots in the paint. But back then, I mean, you know, guys, guys, people are talking about, you know, bigs back then, could they do if we were allowed to, of course, I could shoot 20 footers. I, I could shoot NBA threes. I wasn't allowed to in college. I wasn't allowed to take a shot out of sight of 16 feet either. And, and heaven forbid, I should dribble a couple times. I forgot the rebound. That wasn't allowed either. You got to work on the outlet, just outlet. And don't worry about it, run down. Uh, could I dribble? Hell I was in the middle. I would play the middle of the zone uh, trap break uh, full court. So, but we were just, weren't allowed to do that. <laughs> there. Well, you already know me, Ricky. I'm a Gervin. I shot everywhere. I was different in high school. Man, look, I practiced. I practiced. Uh, the fans used to stay there at halftime. They didn't even go to the uh, concession stand until I shot my half-court hook shot at uh, halftime. So if I was shooting half-court hook shot at halftime before we go in the locker room, just imagine what I was doing on the jump shot. Uh, I shot pretty much from everywhere. I didn't believe for me they weren't – I didn't think they were bad shots. Um, you know, everybody <laughs> is different. But I shot from wherever. I mean, if you didn't guard, I might end up from 30 if that's what was necessary. But I didn't have a problem shooting from anywhere, and I was given the green light. Blue light, they called it when I was playing. I had the blue light. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing, you know, coaching for over 20 years, you have to tell your player, listen, we want to take as many good shots as we can. We need to limit our bad shots. However – uh, everybody's good shot isn't the same and everybody's bad shots, not the same, <laughs> you know, you got to understand and you have to really communicate to that, to your players or, you know, they don't understand. I've, I did video sessions all the time 
I played a good shot, bad shot. And I would play the video and someone would take a shot and I would freeze it and ask the person, is that a good shot or a bad shot? And sometimes players thought good shots were bad shots and bad shots were good shots. And, you know, you say, you know, just some good shots don't go in and some bad shots go in. So you just got, you know, consistently take good shots, but they're different. I mean, you know, you know, Derek's good shots were different than my good shots. Right. That's a great point there. And let's welcome our viewers in here. We got a, uh, hey, I, 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 I got Kayvon is over in London, England. And he says, hello, Big Mo from London, England. Michael Lynn's checking in with a say, hey, uh, uh, to everybody. Uh, Ralph Riddle's in the house and uh, Mo practice shooting them threes. And Kelly Posh. <laughs> I wish. Talk. <laughs> Is seventy two in MKE. Where, where is MKE, Kelly? That is, that is, Milwaukee. Oh, that's Milwaukee. Oh, that's Milwaukee. Oh, that's Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kelly, uh, her dad and, and I were best buddies in Milwaukee. Golf partners. Uh, her dad could play now, Ricky. He he could play. He 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 used to play those those Daiwa old still with a little driver head and hit it. Yeah, yeah. he, he hit those 330 yards, man. <laughs> back See, then. I, I probably back need then. some lessons from your pop. <laughs> hey, Rick. Yes, sir. Before you ask where we want to start, I, I was, you know, the game that uh, I believe was last night. Oh boy. So we got to talk about these Lakers. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Because well, well, we're talking you. about bad we're, shots. We're so. talking about good shot, bad shot, right? <laughs> this is, I, I like Russell Westbrook overall. Okay. But here's my problem. Uh, today is Monday. I would have sent Russ home. I believe it was Friday. When you were making $47 million a year and you score two points, <laughs> you score, you get three assists. You get uh, three rebounds, you get four assists, and you get five steals, and you're making $47 million a year, and they ask you, how did you play? And your response <laughs> is, solid. I was solid. <laughs> Two points, three rebounds, four assists, five steals, which is great, that part. And he played some pretty good D on Kawhi for about three possessions. But we're talking about it got, uh, over the course of an 82-game season. If you have your point guard giving you those stats at $47 million and he's telling you he played solid, that, that's a recipe for disaster. Let me ask you this, Derek and Ricky. Do you think he believes that, or is he just playing a game right now? Do you think he really believes that? No. I think Russell just likes to uh, stir up the media. But here's yeah. the thing. I posted a video about an hour ago, and I hope he really looks at it. Magic Johnson was talking about Paul when he went through his thing in 84, I believe, back in the Westhead days. And remember a couple of times they were booing Magic. And Magic had to win the fans back uh, when they were talking about he had the coach fired and all that. So he was telling Russ how to go about it. And, man, I hope Russ listens because Russ is going about it the wrong way. You're not playing great. That's the first thing. So the first thing you have to do is be accountable and speak up and tell the media and all the fans you're not playing well. When you take when you talk like that and you're honest, people will kind of have feelings for you and kind of back up off of you a little bit. But when you're going out here playing the way Russ has played and you're shooting three for 17 on jumpers and uh, oh, don't even get me started on all these four guards shooting below 25 percent. But Russ is the focal point. And when you're telling people that you're playing solid, 
and you're playing in L.A., a team with 17 title titles, that's a problem. And I, I just hope Russ changes his mindset quickly. Yeah, and uh, I hope so too, but that's not going to happen. Not it, hasn't, it hasn't happened for whatever years he's been in the league. He's never worked on his jump shot. Here's the other problem with him. He's missing layups now. He misses layups now. You know, he was a, he was a good finisher. Now he misses layups. And, uh, you know, we talked about Steve Nash, uh, you know, them wanting him fired in New Jersey in, uh, for the Nets. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody, you know, they said, we don't need a coach. We'll coach ourselves. Right. And that's a tough job. I'll tell you what, we're going to see. Darvin Ham has a hell of a job oh. right now. And I'm telling you, people out there have no idea. You know, well, why don't you just sit him down? He's making $47 million. You got to deal with his agent and the ownership (laughs) and all that. It sounds really easy. And that's why I said a couple months ago before the season started when Darvin got the job, and I know Darvin, I coached against him in the G League, and, uh, you know, we're going to play defense and everyone's going to buy in. And, you know, yeah, and I talked to uh, uh, Russell and he said he's, He's all uh, wrong. That's what everybody says in the offseason. And now the, the shit is hitting the fan. And, uh, you know, let's trade Russ. Who wants him? Who wants Russ? Who would take him at $47 million and the way he's playing? And like you just point out, Derek, his attitude. His attitude is oh, bad. Uh, okay. I, this is an entirely different sport. But uh, in the National Football League, uh, today, the Indianapolis Colts made the announcement that they are benching their quarterback, Matt Ryan. You know, he's been in the league 14 years, uh, former MVP. Matty Ice. Pro- Matty Ice. Probably he's going to get some Hall of Fame votes, high-level player. He's not playing anymore this year. We're going with the young guy. Right. Could, yeah. could the Lakers do that with? Who's the who's the coach? Who's the coach there? Who's the coach there? Who Frank coaches? Frank. How long has he been? How long has he been there? Probably three or four no. years. Yeah, has, he, years. Ha, has he had success there? Not enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, how how much is that? How much is uh, does Ryan make? How much is he making? A lot. He's gonna what? cost him eighteen million against the cap. Yeah. But the the owner is really involved. Israel is really involved with that team yeah, and their right, decision yeah. making. Yeah. So I'm thinking the owner is in on this too. So yeah, of course, that but, could be. Yeah, but you know, you know how many he didn't games do that. I don't think they did that without the owner's blessing. You know how many games Darvin Ham has coached? Three, three, three hey. games. That's it. So Paul, <laughs> he's got Paul, problems. You, you, you're a few years older than me. I think six, right? So I'm 59. Now, and Ricky, you're around maybe a year, a few years older than me. Here's the question I have to I'm ask the same. you guys, and this is for I'm you same. listeners as well. This is for everybody out there to believe people, everybody. Mm-hmm. I've been around this game all my life. I'm 59, okay? I looked at the game the other night. All this basketball I haven't watched. I've watched the ABA since I was a child. My brother was in the ABA when I was like 9 or 10 years old. Here we are in 2022. So I've been sitting around the last few days trying to think of uh, things that I've never seen before. And here's one thing I've never heard before. You got a point guard in the NBA making $47 million, but it's not even the money. Here's my problem. 
when you have your point guard, the leader of your team, basically, the guy who would have the ball in his hands, saying that 30 seconds left in the game, you're up one point. You have the ball. And when I hear a point guard take a jump shot with 18 seconds left in the shot clock, and your response is, I was going two for one, that has to be the dumbest thing I have ever heard since I have been keeping up with the game of basketball. Two for one when you're in the lead. I've never heard that in my, in my entire life. First grade, second grade, AAU, never heard it. It doesn't make sense. And this is Russell Westbrook. You saw how LeBron and AD reacted. They didn't they hear that before me. either. No one, no one on the team was ready for him to take that shot. You could tell. Or you run, you execute a play, you get it to LeBron, he goes to the basket, you get an AD, a dunk, whatever. But yeah, you're right. But Paul, you see, no, Westbrook, um, Beverly set the screen on the inside so Wes could get to the basket mm-hmm. through the paint. This food. <laughs> Well, you, you saw the the big guy that was guarding him, right? He was he was guarding me, guarding him as good as I could guard him. Just standing back and going, "Please shoot it, please shoot it." But, but he shot it, it Paul, and, and he faded away and held his wrist up like he had a good rotation, and it was a good shot. I mean, come I mean, on. That, 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 I mean, as as teammates, what do you what do you say that? Do you, as a teammate, do you say something to this guy? To, well, I don't in the locker I, room. anymore. I don't think you can. What can you say to him, Ricky? You you, you don't want the man to lose his mind. I mean, especially because you might need him the next game. The next no, game, don't, of course. You don't need. You don't need. You don't going. need him anymore, man. Well, let him lose his mind. Let him use. Let him lose his mind. If you put that man back in the game, you're up eight points with four minutes and forty some seconds left. Why would you reinsert him in the first place when when you took him out, they were behind, and now you take the lead by eight? And then you got a seven-point lead with two minutes left in the game, and you blow the lead. Why would you put him back in the game in the first place? I'm trying to learn something new because I'm missing something. $47 million, probably a first ballot Hall of Famer, and uh, he's your starter. (laughs) I'm glad you lied. I mean, that's, that's, but that's, that's the game of the NBA. You, you know, and, and, you know, everybody like talking about, well, we'll trade. Nobody wants him and he makes $47 million and he's going to make 50 million next year. And it's his option, not the team's. It's his option. So he, so, so he can do what he wants. Really. But he, he, can no, make, the, he, he can make 50 million or he could become a free agent. But here, here's the problem with that. This is bigger than Russ. When you reinsert him in the lineup, what about the rest of the team? Because you, what about their, the spirit of picking up the team and bringing the team together, the chemistry? That's not how you develop chemistry. If you looked at uh, – when he took that shot, did you see the other team? Oh, yeah, they were celebrating. They were celebrating. Like, celebrate. like they had won the because, championship. Because Listen, believe he, me, he, I, I, wrote those, I wrote those scouting reports. I wrote them. And right now they're saying back off. And hope and and hope wow. he shoots a jumper, and they and he did, and they celebrated. I mean, but uh, you know, and and let's not get it wrong here. Uh, there's nobody but maybe LeBron playing well for the Lakers. I mean, they're shooting 21 percent from the three as a team. They're one of the better defensive teams, but they're one of the worst offensive teams. 
you know, they're, they're, they don't, they don't have, you know, all those players that were backups and all that, they're not very good yet. And, you know, and so, now your third, your, your third best guy it can't, can't play anymore. So, and he's making 40, your top three guys are making 130 million. You know what? The t- salary cap for your team is 135. Why do you say LeBron is playing well? And he's shooting 46%, the lowest he shot in 15 years. He's averaging 27, 11, and 7. Right, that's yeah. his stats because he's playing on a team that has no scores. He's stat padding. Well, that doesn't mean you're you playing well. Do you think Wait, he's I playing bad? Do you think Wait, he's playing bad? Ball. They played last night, didn't they? Or two, night before when they were two down nights. two points? They played, they played last night. Okay. So who had the last shot? I didn't see. I don't know. He he I missed. Did. He missed the last shot. But the shot, the I mean, it was a good shot. He just missed it. No, he it wasn't. It. Ricky. He, he had a, a smaller guy on him. He shot a fadeaway jump shot. They're only down two points. Yeah, but that's, that's not that, a good shot. I'm a score. That's, that's a that little fadeaway. I've seen him hit a million times. Here's he's, the but shot. He's 30, but he's here's, thirty. But he's twiftieth year now, Ricky. If, you, if you're gonna, here's the bad well, shot he took when they were up five. And he had the ball, and I I don't know, it may have been a minute less, and he shot a fadeaway 30-footer when he had a guy he could have just taken to the basket so, and, and got a layup on. So but why that, not the that one was from 30 feet? That so why a, not the last play of the game, though? So now I mean, he could he could have he could have charged on that, but I've seen him hit that fadeaway. But I've seen fadeaway him hit it 30-footer. I, I haven't seen him hit it this year, though. That's all I go by. I ain't going by 2015-16. Yeah, this year, no, my point it. is they're not shooting the ball well from outside. I agree with that. So none of them are shooting outside. So now it's time to deliver. You're the guy in the GOAT conversation. The fadeaway jumper is not the best shot you can get. That's not a high-percentage shot especially when you're contested and you don't have the elevation that you had throughout your career. Did you see how short the shot came up? So it wasn't a good yeah, shot. He, not like it went he, in and out. It hit he, underneath he the, the rim. Shot. He, he missed he the shot. He missed it underneath the rim, though. So that's not a high percentage shot. No. I mean, the shot did, did not go in. Not but, even close. But, but that, to me, that was not his worst shot. It was the one. No, the 30-footer. I agree. The one yeah, that, that, that fell like oh. 10 feet short. I mean, take it to the basket, man. I'm, oh. I'm all for that. But hey, okay, let's so not wait, spend no, wait, time. wait, no, wait, 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 wait. So I need to retract my statement. LeBron is not playing very good for LeBron at this point, but he's playing good basketball, pretty good basketball for anybody at 27 points, 11 rebounds, and seven assists. They played three games, and he's by far the best player on that team. So you know what? You know, did he miss a, a winning shot? Sure, okay. Did he take a bad shot? That forty footer he took, yeah. But overall, for three games, he's playing pretty darn good. But is his twenty seven impactful? Twenty seven, Paul. I don't care because see, people giving him a pass because of his. Wait, I'm just like, hold on. People giving him a pass because of his age. I don't care about his age. It's twenty seven. It's twenty seven. Are they meaningful points? Because when I'm watching the game, they don't seem to be meaningful points to me. Because they played a few nights ago, he scored zero in the fourth quarter. So if you get twenty seven and you're supposed to be the man, and you get zero in the fourth quarter, that's not a great game. 
that the stats might say, that's, but the, yeah. the actual eye test says that's not a great game when you got 27 through three quarters and you end up with 27 and you're supposed to be the man. Yeah, I didn't say great and I didn't say he's playing okay. He's playing he's playing okay, good okay. for now, he's playing good for an average NBA player. He's playing well, good. And he's first. playing okay. okay for him, for LeBron. Okay, for well, that, the I fact is, what do they say you are what's your record? What are they, 0-3? So ain't nobody doing enough. That's my yeah. point. So, yeah. They're not they're they're 0-3. And, they all and you know, and, and that's why we, I mean, we'll spend 10 minutes on this 0-3 team. When we got the Utah Jazz. Yeah, but wait, wait. I want to go back to this, though. Okay. So they're 0-3. There's, there's uh, 79 games left, right? right? But that's not the problem. It's too early in this. That's not the problem. The problem is their team. The problem is their makeup. Their problem is Westbrook doesn't fit. Their problem is they have no bench. That's their problem. So 0-1-3 now, no one's freaking out. But that's a problem now because of their whole makeup, their salary cap problems, and who they could add to that team. And Palenka uh, is adding to that. He's the one to put together that team. So, but... You know, they're, they're different than just because they're 0-3, that doesn't mean anything. But this is not going to get better. Yeah. They're going to shoot yeah. a little better. But that's look what they are. They're the Los Angeles Lakers that are 0-3 getting ready to be in the play on, play-in again because look at their makeup. No backup players, really. Uh, Westbrook's a joke. LeBron is who he is. He's an old man doing the best he can. AD's not hurt yet, you know, yet. But that's that's if you're Darvin Ham, can you can you feel what he's doing right now in his office or his house, looking at video and look talking to himself, going, "Why the hell did I take this job? What do I do now? Do I bench Russell Westbrook?" I, hey, let me give you a hint. You might as well. Because if you keep going on this this way, you're going to get fired, just like all the other coaches have been fired, and it's going to be your fault. So do it your way. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah. my rant. Well, well here, here we go. Now, how about now? I, you know what? That was a good point. Are, are the Lakers better than Utah? No. <laughs> are they better than Portland? No. Not right now. Are they better than Phoenix? No, not right now. Are they better than San Antonio? No. Are they better than Memphis? They're not better than any team right now. Are they better than New Orleans? Are they better than Golden State? Are they better than the Clippers? Are they better than Denver? Hey, Rick, here's the one Minnesota? positive. Here's the one positive. They are third defensively in the NBA. Well, yes. They, they, yeah. So it's okay. been keeping them in games. They just need to make shots. Yeah. I mean – if you put up all those teams you just mentioned and you look at the overall roster of the Lakers, you got LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. Westbrook's a wipe. You got Lonnie Walker. You got Patrick Beverly, who didn't fit from the beginning. Remember, you you said it, Derek, all that leadership talk and all, all that uh, wolf-esque wolf tickets. Uh, you got Troy Brown, who's a good young player. He's averaging four points and four rebounds. You got Austin Reeves, who is an undrafted player. You got Nunn, who's averaging four points. You got Matt Ryan, who's averaging four. I mean, what I said a month ago is their roster is not – they can't stand up. They can't. See, and, Rick, I'm ready to uh, – Utah, you're talking about these other teams, but the only – the last thing I'm going to say on the Lakers is you see that all those people Paul just named – 
So why the only problem I have with it is he, he said the makeup of the entire roster. So the, that's why I have a problem with Russ getting all the negative attention because they have 15 players on the team. So it's not like any of them are standing out. So why they choose to pick Russ, I'm telling Russ if he changes his attitude, they'll probably find someone else to move on to because Patrick Beverly is going to be next in line very soon. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. But Russ, Russ Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is uh, supposedly an all-star. He makes $47 million. Troy Brown, Reeves, Nunn, Walker, all those guys, and they're not expected to do that well. Russell is expected to perform, and he's not. No, so. he's not, Paul. He was expected to perform two or three years ago. Yeah, he's not expected to perform. He's played – he's been decreased. His game has gone down in the last two or three years. He's not expected to do a lot. That's why it was such an issue when they brought him in in the first place because he well, was how, struggling. Well, who, yeah, who, 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 who are you talking about? Talk, I, 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 I think LeBron, A.D., Darren uh, Ham. Darvin Ham, those guys expect them to play better. Well, that's their fault. Well, but, that's, but that's their teammates the and their coach. The guy that bought these groceries home got an extension. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Ricky, but you can't really blame him unless you're going to fault him for uh, them listening to LeBron because yep. just like he listened to LeBron, so did Jeannie Buss. That's why I don't think Polinka should really get blamed. A lot of people have been calling him out. What did he do wrong? <laughs> to be honest about it, he's just following the lead of Gene Buck and the people it, in the upper management. But it, it, it's not LeBron's name on the contract. It's Polinka's name on the contract. He's the guy that signs it. But who's Polinka's? Who, who signs Polinka's checks? Lakers. Yeah, Gene Buss. Yeah, I'm sure. LeBron has a lot of say, say in that organization. But nonetheless, this man is in charge of putting the roster together. He got an extension, Ricky. So he must be doing what they expect him to do. That's all I'm saying. So he, he's doing the job he was told to do. Well, that's how. That's the only way you get raises. He's doing his job. And they think he's been exceptional about at it. And he's getting paid for it. We don't know all that goes on behind closed doors. But they must be happy with him if they extended him for four years. Here's what I fault him with. I can't – because his hands are tied. When you pay three of your players $130 million a year, you don't – you can't sign anybody else. That you, That's why they had all those old guys last year, because that's the only people you could sign that would play for $2 million. And that's all you have left in your payroll. The problem I have with Palinka, though, is instead of bringing some of these guys, you needed to go get some cheap shooters, makers. That's what you needed to do. Go find, you know, and, you know, people would have frowned on you or whatever, but, you know, bring Carmelo back because he can make a shot and he can spread the floor. And he's going to play for $2 million. So that's where I fault him. He he brought the wrong guys in for $2 million. Oh, $2 million are low on the totem pole in NBA teams. But that's the only – there's only one other person making more than $2 million on that whole team besides those top three. Hey, let's go. We got, we got a ton of comments from our viewers out here. Uh, Michael Lance say, says uh, Russ wants to get out of L.A., uh, uh, Ralph Riddle says, uh, West Brick can't change. Well, let, let's talk, let's talk about that one though. The question, West, 
Uh, Russ wants to get out of L.A. He's not doing it the right way because the worse you play, no one wants you, so you can't get out of L.A. You get sent home like Derek talked about earlier, I guess. And, and if not a trade, it's going to be a hell of a bow. I, I, I don't think they can afford – well, they can afford to buy them out. But. They, 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 two years, they owe them $95 million. $95 million. What do you think that buyout would be? <laughs> and, and, and and Michael Lynn, Michael Lynn, I, I agree with this with Mike. He said Russ ain't going to listen. It was <laughs> doomed from the start. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for and, sure. And, and to Derek's point, Ralph Riddles adds, uh, what's the over-under for how many games A D will play? <laughs> will he play more than he misses? <laughs> yeah, this year he'll play more than he misses, but the problem with A D. He gets hurt a few times I've seen him in his career get hurt going for fakes. As good as a defender as he is, he's going for shot fakes. And then he falls down like the other day and almost breaks his hip. Those are the kind of things that AD has to stop doing. Um, other than that, I say he plays about 60-something games this year. I really believe he can. But the only problem I have with that is if he plays 65 games, that means he's not going all out 100% all, every game. He's kind of pacing himself, uh, saving himself for as the season progresses, and that's the part that I have a problem with. So if he plays 100%, no, I don't see him playing 65 games. But at the pace he's playing now, yes, I see him playing 65. And and you know this really well, uh, Ricky, because you covered football. What I see is, uh, you know, AD falls hard. He falls and hits the floor hard. You know how in football guys can take hits yeah. and go with them and, you know, and guys that can't. The same thing in basketball. You know, you got guys that, you know, can can fall and, and catch themselves or, or have balance to do that. AD falls hard all the time. Every time he falls, it looks like he's going to hurt himself. It, it yep. really does. Yeah, they I, like I, Zion and Ja. Ja, Zion, yeah. and AD. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get to them. I want to finish this up though, because we still got uh, more comments. Uh, Rick uh, Schulte, I hope I said Schulte right. Rick, uh, love the Lakers combo. Do they remind you of a bad AAU team? And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad for Dar Dar Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham's the AAU coach, <laughs> and and he's got what he's got a player that his dad is giving the program some money. <laughs> he's yelling at him to keep playing him, and he can't take him out of the roster, off the lineup. And, and a, another good point from um, uh, Michael Lynn: watching them operate with Rondo and watching them operate with Russ is way different. Yeah, and he different. says uh, he doesn't think LeBron. Uh, really trust Westbrook. They need Schroeder. Schroeder, when Schroeder gets well, back. he's out uh, probably another month, three to four weeks. Well, they Schroeder. need to try to uh, stay above board until then. They're going to have to make some kind of move because right now, if you look at their guards, the only guy I really believe in is Austin Reeves. Um, I believe in Kendrick Nunn on the defensive end, but offensively, he's been horrible. Uh, Russ has been horrible. Beverly's been horrible. Lonnie Walker's been horrible from the three-point line. They're all shooting below 25%. But for me, um, when Schroeder recovers, to me, him and Austin Reeves are the two guys. Um, I would even move Pat Beverly with Westbrook, to be honest. They can go somewhere together. And I would go with Schroeder and Reeves. You know you have a bad roster when 
you had to play and had to pay Austin Reeves, who's an undrafted player. You, you did that. He's on your team. And then you picked up Matt Ryan, who can shoot. He's your best shooter, by the way. He's shooting 40% from the three. And he was working in a warehouse last year. So the, there you the go. positive and negative of Matt Ryan today. <laughs> One is having positive things go his way. The football <laughs> player having negative things go his way. Isn't that amazing? Matt Ryan day. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, and, and, and Mo, uh, Ralph Rill says it's 6'6 six, six when he was in high school. If I didn't get the ball on offense after three or four trips, I'd get the board and lead the fast break. Then I'd soon, therefore, thereafter be on the bench. <laughs> hey, Ricky, that's I'm what I do. It, that's what I do when I play pickup ball. Oh, I oh, do oh, that. <laughs> Paul, let me say this seriously because, you know, that was a conversation. There was a conversation about why Russ took that last shot. And they showed uh, uh, two plays before that. They showed the first play, uh, LeBron had the ball. And, you know, Russ is standing as usual, but he was standing (laughs) expecting the ball. He didn't get it. So the next play, AD has the ball. Russ is standing there again. AD can see him, but he wasn't the focus for AD. So he went in a different direction. The third play is when Russ has got the ball. Now, here's the problem I have with that. When they came down court for that last play with 30 seconds left, AD had a chance to get a ball to Russ on the right side, LeBron on the left side. He chose it to, to give it to Russ, and the rest is history. So I fought AD as well. At the end of the game, LeBron has brought the ball up, had the ball in his hands many, many times. Why would you trust Russell Westbrook, when he's shown you over and over again who he is. That's uh, And whoever said that about being an AAU team, that's exactly what an AAU team does, right? And that's what a sign of a bad team when they play my my turn, Paul. They play my turn basketball. Okay, you go one-on-one, you go do your thing, now it's my yeah. turn, and I get to do it. Now, no, you need to pass the ball and get the best shot you can, whoever that might be, but – but it's right on the money. They're playing my turn ball, like Derek pointed out. <laughs> and it was hey, Russ's turn. And he was going two for one. Come on, man. It's strategy. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I, I know it's early. We're just a weekend. Nobody's played more than three games. Uh, we got some teams playing tonight that might be playing their fourth game. But has any team, any players stood out to you uh, so far? Yes. For me, yes. You said player or coach or anything? Yeah, yeah, player, team, Yeah, it's a guy that stands out for me that I met in 1985 when I went to the NBA rookie draft in Chicago um, by the name of Glenn Doc Rivers. Well, for me now, he's Glenn Rivers. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to shape up in Philadelphia with um, Daryl Morey and um, Doc. I'm trying to figure out what is their goal. I don't get it. Some days I think they're tanking. I've been talking, you know, I talked to Terrell Harris or Tobias Harris' dad a lot. And sometime during the game, I'll text him and we have to have this conversation. I'm, I don't know what they're, I don't get it right now. Are they trying to make this the Houston Rocket team that we know that didn't do well? Or are they trying to become a team that could possibly get to the NBA finals this year? So with Doc, I never can understand. I don't understand the substitutions. I don't understand much that he does these last five years. So that would be the guy for me um, that I, would be my biggest question marker of the whole season. 
Well, yeah, they I mean, did get their first win tonight. They beat uh, the Pacers 120-106. Oh, yeah. Well, now, yeah, that way to go. Well, they're not 0-3 anymore. <laughs> but I think I think they're paying them to beat the Bucks and the Nets and the Celtics. And all. Yeah, so we'll take the Pacers. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're improving. Yeah, and I think, you know, they signed P.J. Tucker, and we all thought that was a good move. And, uh, you know, but but he he's not what he once was either. Uh, and they, I think he's lost all um, confidence in, in uh, Harrell, right? Montrez Harrell. He's not even yeah. playing. He played six minutes or something. Yeah. 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 So I think he's lost all all uh, confidence in him. And you know, Harden's in in the best shape of his life, and 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 all that. But he's still doing the same stuff. And really, I think I don't know if Derek, you you mentioned it or whatever. There uh, with uh, Embiid. And Harden, they're all one-on-one players. They they they, they made their their careers on one-on-one plays, and you know you can't win that way, you know. And I mean, you got Tobias Harris, and and you got Maxi, and you got some good players. If you would just share the ball and just let it come to you, they'd be a lot better off. But uh, you know, you know, it might be the point where uh, you know sometimes you know this, Derek, and you do too, Ricky. Sometimes. Uh, the players start to tune out the coach. Doc's been there for a while. Yep. The problem with that is he just signed a, a four-year, forty million dollars contract. But so, it's, it's Philly. Daryl Moore is there, so yeah. anything can so, go. So you got to think about this, but people need to think this, this. So okay, we'll buy him out forty. No, because you got to hire another coach. You got to pay him five million a year for an average coach. So put another twenty mil on that top of that forty mil, and now you're looking at sixty mil for the next two years. You want to do that? So what do you do, Paul? If you if you're uh, trying yeah. to contend, if if I was Daryl Morey or I had control of that team, what I would do is I would let it go for a couple more games and see how it goes. And if it still goes the way they are, I'm going to figure out. Is there someone on that staff, Sam Cassell, possibly? And then I'm going to have a heart-to-heart with uh, Doc, and I'm going to bring him in and, and into my house, not to my office. And I'm going to say, hey, Doc, uh, we love you. It's been a while. We, we rewarded you. Uh, but you, you just lost the team. And, you know, how about, how about you move up to the front office uh, with me? and uh, be vice president of uh, blah, blah, whatever you want to say it. You're still involved. You're still hands-on. And, and you can help Sam Cassell or whoever become the coach of this team. And that way, you save you save his face. You save money. And uh, that's what I would do. I think it would work, Paul. And, uh, you know, the sad thing I, I looked at the other night, not this game tonight, you know how many points they had off the bench? Niang <laughs> <laughs> uh, had eight points. And one other guy had two points. They had Daniel House or somebody. They had 10 points off the bench, man, <laughs> in an entire NBA game. That, that's not going to uh, get you to the promised land. Hey, uh, Chris Ramsey asked, Harrell uh, was awesome a couple of years ago. What do you think's happened with him? Success. Montreal, yeah. Yeah, Montreal. Success. Yeah. Well, I think – to me, he's an undersized big that plays really or used to play really, really hard and got the most out of what he was. So a coach can trust him to go in a game, rebound, make the right pass. And I think you might be right, Derek, a little success. And, you know, now he's shooting threes and doing some other stuff that didn't get him where he where he is or, or you know, and maybe that happened a little bit. And then Mary had his little issue this summer. 
uh, with the drugs or whatever it was. So he's right. had some things going on. So you, sometimes you have to get back in people's uh, good graces. It takes a while for them to be able to trust you again. Yeah, yeah. And Montreal, maybe they're just trying to reel him in. Um, but it's sad to me because they also got a guy that could be playing along with Montrez. Uh, Paul Reed is a good player. So I, I don't know what they're doing. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm going to stay positive because I'm going to always support uh, Tobias. And this is the team that drafted me. So I want them to do well. But um, I think they'll get Doc a few more weeks um, to see what it looks like. Hopefully he doesn't get fired. Hopefully they can remedy this situation. That's what I would prefer because I think with them in it, it makes it so much more interesting going down the wire with uh, the Celtics and the Bucks and Philly and those kind of teams. So I'd rather see them uh, ascend instead of descend, and that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, and you never know, like this early, uh, schedule is everything. Like, you know, you can play a lot of home games, a lot of away games. You can play good teams. You can play bad teams. So three games, four games is not a good uh, gauge on what your season is, unless you're the Lakers, because you know what you got. Yeah. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't getting any better. Uh, and, uh, you know, like uh, Dallas, who I like, by the way, and Christian Wood is a, is a baller, man. He, he had like 27 and 12 the other night. He's going to help the Bucks. I think that's my dark horse in the West. But they beat, I think, Memphis by 40 the other night, right? Uh, yeah, they, they didn't end up 40, but it might as well have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, I think it, it was 40, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, they ended up the next yeah. the way but, the but here, when I saw it, they were up, they were up 20-something, so they must have ended – like they must have stretched that lead in the fourth quarter because they were up like 27 or 25 last time I looked. But here's what people don't understand. That's called a waiting-on game. That's called a waiting-on game. So that means Dallas was waiting on them to get to Dallas – they're at home. They're practicing. They're ready for them. And they had played the night before. I'm not sure where. So they got on a plane at about 1130. They got to the hotel about two or three. And then they, they got some sleep and got some something to eat. And they went to the game. That's called a waiting on game. And a waiting on game, if you're a gambler and you see waiting on games, that point, that, that over under and those point spreads go up. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey Mo, I got these thoughts on what he's the first, you know, opening week. What? Who's look good to you? What's what's been on your mind? What's that uh, about the first uh, opening Who's week of the good? season? Well, Who's look good. I think, and despite all the off-court stuff, I think the Boston Celtics have looked really good. And you know, they had the the thing with their coach, and they had that. I watched their game the other day, and that that coach that's taken over. I like the way I, I watched him and how he commanded the huddle and the players listened to him. I mean, they have a talented, talented team, but when your head coach goes through what their head coach went through, there should be like a little downside. But the Boston uh, Boston has really shown well to me. Uh, it's a really a little scary to me. The Bucks are hanging in there, but Middleton's not playing yet. So, I mean, I hope that doesn't drag out. But to me, yeah. Boston – Looks really, really strong. And, and, and we're talking about the Celtics uh, coach, Joe Mazzula. Yeah. 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 Who, who, who started the year with no previous uh, head coaching experience in the NBA. But he's but been he's, there, a, but he's been there a few years. And, and, and he's yeah. got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt too much. Well, what happens if you're an assistant coach in a program like that for you get to know those guys? You're the one rebounding for them. You're the one talking to them. You know, you get a relationship with them, and they're going to either respect you or really take advantage of you. And it's obvious that they respect him. 
I don't want to ruin the NBA season for everybody because we have a long uh, season, a long year, and we're going to be on this show. But if everybody stays healthy the rest of the season going down the stretch, there's only one team that's going to win it all. And and I hope – I don't think people really know who that team is, so I'm going to enlighten everybody. I don't know if you were ever a John Elway fan, but they got this place called Denver, Colorado. And I say if everyone is at their best going down the stretch, the Denver Nuggets will be the NBA champions like my Buffalo Bills will be the Super Bowl champions. (laughs) How about those Denver Nuggets? Well, tell us more, D. Well, you look at their roster, they can go 11 deep. See, I knew when they played the Warriors that they were going to beat the Warriors. And I like James Wiseman being there, but he's still raw. He's still got a lot to learn. And the reason I picked them over the Warriors is because you're talking about a bunch of veterans as opposed to a bunch of young guys that are still feeling their way. Uh, If you look at Aaron Gordon and um, Michael Porter Jr. and all these guys, they whooped on the Warriors without Jamal Murray. I hope people remember that. So you got people like Bones Highland, your backup point guard. You got Ish Smith as a backup point guard. You got Jeff Green. You got Bruce Brown. You got DeAndre Jordan. I, I'm trying to think the, the KCP or one of those guys. I think he might have four guys. They got Aaron, Go- Aaron Gordon. Well, he's been there. But I'm yeah. talking about the four uh, new additions. Oh, and then you yeah, got they got Aaron KCP. Gordon. And yeah, you got and then you get yeah KCP, Bruce Brown. DeAndre Jordan and Jeff Green. Added on, to, added on to all yeah. of these guys. Oh boy. And then don't never don't forget this. They got the reigning two-time defending MVP. When you put all that together, you got a great team. And the reason I say that, who's going to deal with Jokic if Golden State were to meet them down the line as currently constructed? Kevin uh, Kevon Looney? I say no. What about the Clippers? What about your Clippers and Kawhi? What about them? I, I love my Clippers, but I don't trust the Clippers, and I never have because they have a Morris for one. They got PG for two. They got they got John Wall for three. They got Reggie um, J- Jackson for four. And I watched the play the other night, and Kawhi, as you know, is coming off the bench. And Kawhi, uh, sometimes it seems like they, they repeat history. Some days Paul George acts like he's the man. And, you know, he had 40 recently. So sometimes you find Kawhi just standing around. And that's the problem that bothers me. Uh, um, Ty Lue lets these guys uh, forget sometimes who's the man. And at certain points in the game, there's only certain people that should have the ball. And that's what scares me about the Clippers as we go down the road. Uh, I just don't trust them mentally. I don't trust Ty Lue mentally. Yeah, I mean, wow. the, the Clippers are probably one of the deepest teams, but they do, you know, they do have some question marks. And then you add a John Wall to the mix and, you know, we'll see. But, you know, I mean, you're looking at the West, what you got Golden State, Clippers, Dallas, Denver, Phoenix, um, you know, add some more Memphis, in there. That, Memphis. Memphis uh, you know, Minnesota. Yeah. So there's a lot of teams and a lot's going to be on injuries too, like, you know, like it was last year. Hey, speaking of injuries, Zion Williamson uh, has a hip pointer. Well, not a hip pointer, 
uh, it's a hip injury, uh, and it, it just makes you wonder, man, is he going to be able to make it through the city? You know, we wonder about Anthony Davis, and you wonder about Zion, too. Uh, well, th- that's why I played for 12 years, and I never liked to jump as high as I could because then you ha- you get hurt. So <laughs> well, that's, 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 why I, that's why I played like I did, close to the ground. Well, I, I would like for somebody to really explain that to me in physics, as physics, a physics class. That tells me he was off balance as, as hard as he was going up to dunk the ball. You get your shot blocked, a clean block from behind by a guy that weighs 180 pounds, and that's how you fall. Yeah. You, that's, you, that, that's what scares me about Zion. And, you, and why was that taking it behind the neck and all that stuff even necessary? Yeah. Anyway, when you know you you were a guy that had a, a history of injuries, that's the well, kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, well, the physics of it, he was going with one hand, and he and he had a cock behind him, and the guy got him from behind. Yeah, so it, Just, if your shoulders like this, and they pull you from behind, you're going down. Especially if you're up in the air. I I had my shoulders separate a couple times when I got a rebound like that, and the guy pulled me from back. But um, you know, he took a hard fall. Hopefully, he comes back. Um, but we've had that concern for for a while now. He he's been hurt in in college. He's been hurt in the pros, and um, you know it's unfortunate because he's been having a great year. So it's early, but it, 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 he has a pos, posterior hip, hip contusion. Yeah. So uh, he's he's questionable for tomorrow night. And uh, I, I remember Derek talking about it when he was at Duke. He's got to learn to quit trying to block every shot, trying to dunk everything. Yeah. You'll learn. Well, you know how like we used to tell young guys in training camp that are flying through the air and dunking. Hey, you know what? My layup last time was two points, and that dunk that looked so great, that was two points too. They're all two points. <laughs> but 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 D, his those those dunks are part of his. Yeah. His, is he playing? Is he is he is he, isn't he possibly out the next game? Yeah, question. So I don't care what is part of it. You still got to use his brain. If you're a guy that's been hurt throughout yeah. your career, you know, people do hustle in the NBA. Uh, Jordan, I have to give some credit for Jordan Clarkson for chasing him down. But when you've already been helped or hurt before several times, man, just get the basket, man. You can dunk the ball without cocking it all behind your head and all that. Wait till you get fully healthy. And you've played 30, 40 games. Then you could do those things as your body gets stronger. But right now, you shouldn't even be trying that. Three games into the season, they need you later down the line. You know who? You know who that happened to a few years ago? Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson was coming off an injury in the playoffs. Came back to play. Got a breakaway. Tried to dunk it and landed landed awkwardly and tore his knee up. You know, like you say, you got to be smart. You get, you know. Tell me if you guys think I'm crazy. And this is for you listeners as well. You can tell me if you think I'm crazy, but this is how I feel about the Pelicans. And some of you are going to disagree. See, I think Zion should be the third option. What do you guys think about that? Well, what Wait do you what, what do you mean? Well, and, and McCollum. And then well, what do you mean Zion by has his chances? His yes. opening when you, yeah. The but, same way they play in Kawhi, basically. Yeah, but like, in my opinion, uh, Zion gets his stuff off of offensive rebounds, putbacks, in transition, uh, going to the basket. They don't run plays for him. 
he just scores kind of because you know he's in the he's he's a good scorer. Oh, they run plays for him, Paul. Not very many. Left hand, yes, they do. Yeah, but not very what, many. What no. team I mean, do you know? What team do you know have a best player that they don't run any plays for them, Paul? I, they Stop don't them. run. They don't run many. I didn't say they any. don't run, they don't many, run many. But, they run but some. he he gets he gets probably ten points a game on putbacks off of his shots or somebody else. He gets another six in transition. Yeah. Then he gets a couple going left and driving. That's you how know, but play. it's in the flow of the game mostly, yeah. in my opinion. So that's why I say third. No, I agree. That's why I said third option because you got hey. Brandon Ingram still coming to his own. And C.J. McCollum has been playing well. So you got all three of those guys can get you 20 a night. So you don't need Zion to get you a lot of the 35-point nights. He can give you 20 points and make the team just as um, potent because you've got more guys doing things instead of just relying on Zion. All those guys spread the wealth, and those are usually the teams that win. Kind of like the Warriors, teams that spread the wealth are the teams that do well. Do you think he forces shots? No. So uh, unless he's forcing shots, he's just doing what comes to him. I mean, that's my opinion. Well, well, uh, uh, Chris Ramsey, and man, we appreciate all the great comments we've been getting tonight. Our great friend, Corleone Young, is checking in. What's up, Corleone? We, we, got, a, we got a good group out there. We got a lot of I, people. Nice. I, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Chris says, hey, you got to give Zion credit for getting back in shape. And then he mentioned uh, Charles Barkley uh, used to have the, the gorilla dunks. But, but you know, Charles would, a lot of times, he'd go with two did, hands and just. Yeah. Did Charles have a history of injury? No. No? No, because I got mm -hmm. drafted by Philly in Charles' second year, and I don't uh, remember Charles having a history of injury. I, I don't think Charles, until late in his career, he was hardly ever uh, yeah. hurt. But I, as, as someone that was on the delivering end of one of those monster dunks, um, he went he went up strong, two handed, and then if someone's around him, he's grabbing the rim. So yeah. he he protected himself. But like I said before, yeah, he's right on. Zion reminds me of Charles a lot. Six six, explosive, strong, long arms. Um, not a great shooter. Doesn't have to be. Um, but yeah, Charles protected himself better, I think. But think of the different yeah. eras, Ricky, while we're on that subject. Uh, because I could name um you got Zion, I could name Joel Embiid, I could name Anthony Davis. So we talking about all these studs. But from our day to this day, what's the difference, Paul? Didn't we stay on our feet? Yeah, gotta protect yourself. Maybe. Maybe back in the day you thought about that more because it was more physical. And these guys, if, they live if you're put, if you're playing, if you're playing against the the bad boys, the Pistons, you better you better stay on your feet more than you're up in the air, or you will get hurt. So maybe that has something to do with it too. Man, that, that's that's those are great thoughts. Hey, hey, guys, we have the witching hour. Final thoughts, Derek, and then you, Mo. <laughs> Yeah, I got. I want to say something quickly. Uh, we talked about Will Chamberlain, Paul, on our pay on um, Facebook, and I want people to think of something. And so next time we come on, I'm gonna uh, ask this question: Will Chamberlain in his prime, if he were playing today, or in the David? I'll say, okay, not today. The David Robinsons, the Patrick Ewings, the Keem Olajuwon era, would those guys be able to deal with the in their prime Will Chamberlain? 
And that's what I want y'all to think about. And hopefully you'll remember that, make a note of it. So next, I'm gonna make a note of it. And then next week, hopefully we can get on that subject a little bit. You know what I think, but, and, <laughs> and you'll find out next week, but um, you know, I just want to thank everybody out there. We've been trying to get the word out a little bit more. Uh, we, we've had a lot of questions and comments. We, we hope to get to all of them. We, we love to answer questions and what you guys are thinking about. And uh, please share, share these thoughts and share uh, our show with whoever wants to talk basketball. And uh, I'll tell you, I don't enjoy, I love talking basketball, but I don't enjoy it as much. Uh, as long as long as I'm talking to Ricky and Derek, I enjoy it even a hundred times better than normal. Oh, Absolutely. you don't make hey, me hey. cry, man. I love <laughs> you, man. Hey, and don't, don't forget, you can go to uh, believe.com, B-L-E-A-V-E.com, yeah, and yeah, uh, get this show. It'll be posted there. Or any of your uh, favorite podcast uh, destinations, uh, and you can uh, you can get the show uh, deeper and big more. And, and we do have a name change coming up too. Uh, so we're going to talk to you guys a little bit more about that. Uh, just a little something we're going to do now that we're with the uh, Believe Network. It's still the same group. We're just going to change our name. Rick, Rick, let me, um, Paul. Let me say this quickly because I got even with all the people that ch chimed in today. Um, you, there are a lot of shows that around podcasts and other shows, but man, I got I, all of you, um, very respectful. And I, even on Facebook, I've always told people, I don't mind talking to people. And I know Paul doesn't as, as well. Uh, a lot of people are very excited where they've never talked to NBA players. And so when they talk, I'm a guy that will engage you as long as you're very respectful and I'll be the same. And all of you on here are very special. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I want to thank you for being a part of us as the show continues to grow. And I'll tell you what, you, you, everybody out there, you want a, a big treat? Go back on our Facebook page and look up some of the shows we've had on the past and the guests we've had from Dr. Day, uh, Jay to, to uh, Iceman on the same show uh, to Rick Berry to uh uh shoot uh, oscar robertson uh, we've had so many hall of famers jack sigma sydney moncrief and uh artist Julie, gilmore artist gilmore uh, uh mark eaton rest in peace um some great shows if if you're ever hanging around and want to listen to some basketball some great stories we've had some great guests check it out yeah and yeah so so like our page and follow us uh yes. here at d gervin big mo well, we're going to get out of here for Derek Gervin, Paul Mokeski. I'm Ricky Hampton. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I we'll love see you guys. Next week. Peace, everybody. Everybody have a great evening. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.